Pink Pill. I am your host, Jamie Lynn, and I have a very special guest for you today, Mr. Larry Nolan. Now, Larry is the CEO of Hardcore Fitness, and he is a WBFF pro as well. So welcome, Larry. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm pumped to be here. I think I made a comment that we aligned on and yeah. made a joke like, that's what I was, isn't that? Hey, I could be a guest. And then all of a sudden here we are. I so. know. Isn't it crazy how social media works? Like, yeah. I can't even remember what video it was, but I wanted to have you on because I was, I think I was challenging some red pill stuff and you left a comment that really stuck with me. And I was like, it's so rare to kind of hear that from the men who their target, like they're 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 saying that alpha men, right? Men that are successful, attractive, have a fit body, qualities that you would embody would never align with some of the material that I would post or want those qualities in women. And when you shared your story with me, I was like, oh, I have to have you on. Oh, like yeah. my, my viewers need to hear this. Yeah, and it's funny because I didn't really know exactly what you spoke on, but I heard that video. And one is I love the debate. So you, yes. the way that you presented it was also very, it was awesome. Um, but it, yeah, it also aligned. And so then it just kind of worked out. So I'm excited to be able to do it. Well, thank you. Well, tell, why don't you familiarize my uh, viewers a little bit with what you do, who you are, because you're pretty big in the fitness industry and you also have a beautiful wife who's, uh, fitness pros while she's here in the audience. Yeah, Welcome, yeah. Nadia. <laughs> yeah, so she came to support. Yeah, so we've been doing fitness since 2007. Before there were boot camps or any outdoor fitness, we were kind of like one of the pioneers to kind of start that. So we've been doing that since 2007. Now we have an international franchise. So we have gyms throughout the U.S. into Germany. Um, we've branched off into supplement company, um, equipment company, marketing company. So like all of our combined companies do over 30 million a year. And then we also have been, both of us have placed top 10 in the world uh, for at the world championships for the WBFF. So we're kind of like all infused in fitness, but um, yeah, our story is kind of like all over the place. In I really, I too. really want to get into that. And I think what's so incredible about you guys is that it's very clear that you guys have a partnership. Um, and I, you know, red pill would really kind of disagree with that and say, you know, it's more of like a, a chain of command right? is what that sounds like. But you guys seem to have a really ebb and flow, but can you kind of share a little bit of like your love story? Cause I thought it was, I thought it was great. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely one of those ones that I think could start off that would look like the other side would kind of win that argument. Yeah. And ours, ours didn't end up being that way. But yeah, we met and she was actually the finance director for Mercedes Benz. And that's a, a heavy, that's a heavy man ran industry. And a lot of, a lot of, I guess, who would think that they're alpha males in that industry. So um, just meeting her in the beginning, she was already a very strong female. But by the time I met her, she, she came in as a client for, for personal training. And I was used to being around beautiful women all the time. I, I was a personal trainer since I was 16. So you're around beautiful people. You're in, an, in a very easy place to talk to them. Um, but it was something totally different with her. She made me super nervous. I was like stuttering. I was like, okay, there's definitely something different with her. And I told the front desk kid, I said, dude, I'm, I'm going to marry that girl. So I knew like right away. Um, we ended up training a handful of times and I was in a relationship, but I knew that I was checked out because I was interested in her. So my girlfriend came home one day from lunch and said, Hey, I want to, let's go out to lunch. And I said, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just out. Like I'm, I'm emotionally already out of the relationship. So I broke up with her and I went over to her apartment and I said, Hey, I know we've only known each other a few weeks and this is going to sound totally crazy, but, um, I broke up with my girlfriend and I want to date you. And if you think I'm totally batshit crazy, <laughs> that's totally fine because this is batshit crazy. And she kind of said, 
yeah, you are batshit crazy. And like, <laughs> probably no, I'm not going to do that. So I was like, okay, like that makes sense, but we can't, I'm not going to play games and pretend that I could watch you date people. And cause she was like, oh, we could like date. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Where was this like certainty coming from? Because like you were in a relationship, right? Yeah. But like you met her and there was something that was so different. This like, pull, like how can you define that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I, I think, you know, they always say the saying is when you know, you know, I know, but, I agree. But yeah, it was, I was in a very different relationship. The girl that I was with was very subservient and I knew that it, that wasn't aligning. I didn't know how much it wasn't aligning until I met her. And it's almost like you saw what you, what you've been waiting for and you didn't even know what it was. But as I spoke to her, it was just like everything clicked. And I just knew like she was very, very strong, but I respected that. And I wanted a partner and I wanted somebody strong. So for me, it's like everything almost kind of just woke up in me. You know what? You know what? I love that you actually, uh, I should do a whole other show just on this topic alone, femininity and strength. Yeah. Because the red pill likes to disqualify that. Like if you're a strong woman, you're not a feminine woman. And I'm right. like, that's bullshit. Yeah. And I think that it just depends on how the woman is. You know, I think that you can very, very easily be a feminine, strong woman. Because I agree. that's what she was. I agree. But I think that it like, the big issue is, which I think we could get into kind of after our story, was our battle was we had a very different dynamic that, that I think you have to get through through actual proving a situation where she was this woman that was making $30,000 a month. I made $7 an hour, whatever mm. I was making. So you can't just step into that situation and ask to be a certain thing. So for us is we, we went into this. She basically, after I had given her this ultimatum, she said no. Less than a week went by, like three days went by, and she showed up to, to my work and said, I've been thinking about you and and I want to try to make this work. So um, I basically said, cool, well, I'm moving out of my girlfriend, so we'd have to live together. So she's like, <laughs> okay, well, I guess we're living together. So it sounds like she felt it too, though. Yeah, well, the, the thing was, is I knew that like we both felt it strong, but she, you know, it was crazy. But I, I was like, that's, like, but that's what I think love actually looks like. And that's what I think a lot of this community misses is, you know, they, they bypass actual connections and they get too logistic and they get two stats and facts with it. Yeah. And then they miss opportunities like this because it doesn't technically make sense. Like yeah, or if it's a social norm, you exactly. should wait longer, you should do this. And like, I just never march to the, I think love happens really fast actually. Yeah. And if it, if it makes sense to you, like people say, mm -hmm. does not make sense? It might not make sense to you, but it made sense to us. Like it felt, it, well, didn't feel crazy did it feel did it feel pretty easy guys when you met did things kind of flow together Well, in the beginning then mm -hmm. it then it became difficult because mm -hmm. we started a business together right like literally we met we moved in together we started a business together like i think those things can definitely add to stress but one of the things that i i really pay attention to in relationships and one of the things that i work with people on is is that they're fairly easy actually when you're with the right person like right. even though you have these stressors and you have things that have to be worked out that there's a flow that kind of balances each other out. It's yeah. not this like hard work they always right. say is like a relationship mind. Well, marriage is work and relationships are work. And it's like, yes, they are. But it's also, it's not um, it's not grinding your teeth and nitty right. gritty. And I think that it's to, to certain levels. I think that that definitely applies to like, you know, if I just, I want us to meet each other and we're going to move in a little bit faster. I do think at a certain level, you're just going to experience some difficulty. Even if you flow really mm -hmm. well, you're doing so much so fast that alone with a partner, with an army, you're going to face some struggles. Mm -hmm. So I think that we, because we were so good together, we lasted through it, but it was, we did have challenging times. Like I'd love to be able to say the love story just didn't have one obstacle, but it, it was, we didn't necessarily have as much difficulty with personally, but it was very hard 
even just basically is like I wanted to be the man, and mm. I, I. But I, I told her I. I know as you look at me right now, she's seven years older, she's making $30,000 a month, and I look like a scrub. And I was like, look, I don't wanna be in a relationship with that dynamic, but I also understand that you can't just say because I have something swinging between my legs, you're going to respond to me in a certain mm. way and give me a certain role. So I said, if you're comfortable with this, like if you're looking for a man that has a lot of money, I don't have money, but I wanna let you know that every day that you wake up, you're gonna see me hustling, you're gonna see me working, you're not gonna come home and I'm playing video games. I'm, I'm not, I don't even have a video game console. I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna be hustling. If that's sexy to you, if that's respectable to you, then then this could possibly work. And I said, over time, I have to prove to you that I'm somebody you can trust to make these decisions. Did you have? Did you guys have that conversation with each other like early on? Like you kind of laid it out on yeah. the table. That's incredibly insightful, I think, for a man to say. Yeah, I mean, I think that we almost, I almost had to because it was, and a lot of people, her ex was a celebrity DJ, so he would go on the radio and talk. I'd go into work and everyone's like, you were on the radio again. So it was very public in the very beginning. So it was one of those things like I wanted to be clear about, I understand what the dynamic is, but I don't, I don't think you're a woman that wants that dynamic. And I definitely don't. So, but I also know that I'm not just going to ask you to like, I'm the man. Um, and so it was one of those things like I felt had to be addressed or it definitely could go in the wrong direction. And I mm -hmm. feel like she was, she loved me. And so she like wanted to take care of me. She bought within a very short period of time, bought me a brand new Mercedes and was doing all these things. And so it looked from the outside in, like I was like her pool boy. And I was mm -hmm. like, no, like, I don't want that. Like maybe other people think that's a dream life, but I don't want that. Like I want, I know that I'm not the man that should hold this title. Like I'm holding the household, but I'm going to go out and I'm going to grind and I'm going to get that. And that's, I wanted her to know that. And she agreed. She didn't want that either. She's like, mm -hmm. I care about you. So I want to do nice things for you, but that isn't the dynamic I'm looking for either. So like we were on the same page of that. And I think the lucky thing is, is a lot of women probably wouldn't accept the fact that I wasn't there yet. So I respected her for that. Like the fact that she was like, yeah, like I want you to go make it happen, but I'm okay that you're not there and I'm willing to get in the trenches with you was a part that like really made me respect her and love her. I was like, you know what? Somebody in your place doesn't need to go through this shit. Like mm -hmm. you could pick a guy and at her work, her coworkers would say all the time, this guy came in and offered to fly her to an island and do all this stuff. So I knew she had options. I feel like I looked at it like a real woman that has all these options, but chooses love mm -hmm. over convenience or over wealth and is willing to put in the work to earn a life with somebody else just earns so much more respect from me. Absolutely. Plus, like, you know, these these men, OK, that are dating, um, that are leading with their money, let's say, you know, and they, they can attract a quite you know, quite a few women, but there's going to be a time where they're not going to be able to tell the difference if those women are hanging around for them or their cash. Right. And the, I think that a, the thing a man has to ask is, does he care? I think the problem is some men don't really have the, the necessity of depth in a relationship. Some, some do. And the ones that do, yeah, you really have to ask that question because if you are, like I say now, is if anything didn't work out with her and I, I'd probably be single forever because I'd never trust like, mm -hmm. yeah, when you have that, that dynamic, the money definitely makes things very different. Um, and so some of these guys that don't have this, like you said, these rich guys that are with a 20 year old girl and they're 60 years old, um, some of those guys probably just are like, I just want somebody here that does make me a sandwich, you know? But I think there are other guys that don't want that, but they just aren't willing to put in the work to get it. And that's I agree. I, you know, I think most men actually want relationships. Yeah. Okay. But you know, what me being, a, me being a therapist, I actually get to see more of that than, um, what's publicized out there. Most men are looking for one girl. Right. 
you know, they're they're trying to attract one girl. And guess what? Girls are doing the same thing a lot of times. They're the, they're posting a picture for that one guy, hoping he'll right. see it. Right. You know, and guys do the same thing. They're like, how do I get this girl, or how do I get over this girl? Like, men, a lot of men are heartbroken too. And then what happens is, and, and this is where I think red pill really boomed, is they don't heal from those relationships, and then they start to resent women, or they didn't get the girl when they were young, and now there now there's resentment, this hate, once they get a little clout, money, and power. Right. I think it's partially that. And I do think that another part of it is it does take a lot more work to do it the other way. Yeah. The, my dynamic would have been so much easier to just say, cool, you're going to buy me stuff and I'm just going to be the pool boy. Like, cool. Like, What was it about you that didn't take that route? I just wasn't raised that way. My dad, like my dad raised me in a very clear way of what masculinity looked like is like, look, this is, this is the role of a man. And it's a very clear cut. Like when I was young and probably at same time as you is it was always like, don't ever hit anybody unless you get hit first. And my dad didn't raise me that way. He's like, no, if you ever see a woman, somebody handicapped, somebody elderly being hit, you will hit them first or you'll come home and I'll hit you. So you can de determine which one scares you more. And so he had these clear defined roles of like, that were very different even for that time. The first time I got a fight in a fight school I had hit the kid first and I was in the office and they're like he's gonna be suspended aren't you upset and he's like no I'm proud of him like mm. he stood up for somebody else and and he did what I told him to do I told him hit first if you see these things and so I always knew that I was being raised a little bit different but he was clear in those things where other people looked at it as violence and he looked at it as he's not choosing violence it is sometimes violence is a necessity it's, it's the proper tool for a situation you avoid it at all cost but a masculine man will understand that somebody that's not capable of defending themselves he always defined responsibility he said i want you to break it up the word response is responding to a given mm. situation and ability is are you able to respond to that given oh, situation? Oh, I like that. And so he always said is, you have a responsibility as a man and just as a citizen, if you see somebody that's being bullied or you see somebody, you see a woman that's being hit, it is your responsibility to step in. See, I, I love that because I think, you know, I, I think men are protectors by nature, but sure. they but they have put this skew on masculinity uh, that is leading more with aggression and women are interpreting aggression as masculinity and it's, and it's not. And so I, I like what you're saying because I think more men need to hear that. Ma being masculine is being more of a protector and more of a provider than it is somebody that is aggressive or controlling or domineering. For sure. And we have those conversations. Is she Where she was raised, she didn't really see a lot of violence. She, she grew up in, in a better area. I grew up in a pretty bad area. And so like I explained to her, is like we'll have clear-cut lines so you understand the difference between violence and we're both going to be on the same page. If a man physically touches you, he's, I'm going to hit him. If, if this happens, I'm going, that's where that's at. You're not going to worry about me just going out, punching people and running around the streets like a maniac, but this is what it looks like. And so we were able to have those conversations and she really understood. And now is like, I think she would look down on me if I didn't defend her or somebody else that was in need. Like she sees it in a different way. But I do think that it's like having those conversations is why would it be okay for a man? And now everybody pulls their phone out and videos. Like I, my dad would be like, you better not be able to go to sleep if you do that. You mm -hmm. know, like that, that is something that some Somebody who can step in does. That is just what a masculine man does. And he was always clear as if you aren't able, then you aren't able. There are some men that aren't capable. You know, being being such a, you know, a masculine man and wanting to be a provider, wanting to be a protector, was it difficult for you to accept and receive her help initially? Yeah, it definitely was one of those things that I believe tested my masculinity mm. because I think that that was like one of those things that wasn't a comfortable role and wasn't what I wanted, but I knew that what we had wasn't wasn't what it appeared to be. And again, I think that because I didn't allow outside outside people or norms to kind of dictate how I live my life, 
that's really what allowed me to kind of push through it because you don't get there overnight. You know, you don't go from the woman who's making 30 grand a month and you're making nothing to being the man that she looks up to. Like that takes time. And so I had to be willing to understand that it was going to be difficult. And there were times that it was more uncomfortable. Um, but I knew the path that I was on, like, I'm going to make this happen. Mm -hmm. And it, it was, a, it was a more difficult path to go, but it was worth it in the end. for sure. You had a lot of insight. You had a lot of real like good insight that I don't think a lot of people would be connected to because women do need to respect men. Yeah. Women, women do like, I think a lot, like even, even women that can be, um, strong, like you said, they're still, most women are looking for leadership. And this is where I kind of align with some red pill stuff is that, yeah, most women are looking for leadership. However, the qualities that are presented in men or the men that they're describing, they're not actual leaders, right. which is causing this, this shift in energy for women right. where they're having to step into a more masculine role because they're feeling a spot. Now, women would prefer to still be strong, still maintain their home, but they would be, they would have more energy to be feminine if there was more balance in the household or they had less responsibility or they weren't having to, uh, you know, be a provider or, or, you know, in these things, right. you know, I think you would see more feminine women. And I think that's the problem is a lot of guys do just go say, Hey, they're playing video games and they go, I'm the man. So you got, you yeah. have to hand it over. The problem is one of two ways. One is you do have a woman that that guy hasn't proven to her yet. He hasn't shown that he, he can do that. So you can't just ask somebody to go trust me with everything. Like that's just not how human nature works. It's like, I don't know that you will do that. And so far you haven't shown me that. And the other side has already shown them that they can't. Mm -hmm. So the woman's already convinced of that. And now mm -hmm. she's doubled down on the fact that she's going to fill that role. Mm -hmm. I'm already having to take care of you. I have a lot of female friends and they're like, I view my man more as, as my child than I do my husband man, or my boyfriend, because I, I know that that's how he has to be treated. I, t I see that so much where I see these like parent child relationships where a woman is now, you know, taking care of, of the man because he's not fulfilling his role as, as a husband or as a partner. And then I got the man coming to me complaining that sex is bad. Well, it's because she doesn't want to fuck her kid. That's right, why. For sure. And <laughs> and a woman wants, she wants to respect the man. She wants to look up mm -hmm. to him and you have to earn that. Res people think that respect is just given, especially like wealthy men is like, okay, I have money. So that's respect. Well, no, that's convenience. It's mm -hmm. like that woman's there for there's safety in that money and mm -hmm. there's more convenience. So she's there for her own reasons, but she doesn't look up to you in those ways yep. because there's more to it than just paying a bill that's, that requires respect to be earned. So I think that a lot of the time is like when I'll talk to guys that I'm close enough with is I'll say, look, you have to go out there and do these things that are going to make her look up to you in this way. And like you said, also, is like we'll talk about it is if she feels like she's overstressed and, and you had mentioned our partnership situation, we're like right here and I just want to be right here. I want to be partners, but in a certain situation, I don't want you to have to worry. You can look to me and I'm going to handle that. And I don't want you, if there's ever a situation that's difficult or that's tough, I'm going to get us through that. When we're in our businesses together, we're partners, but she looks to me and goes, what's the final, here's my input. See, but but I, what's love, the final I decision? love that. I love that. Now red pill will take what you just said. Okay. And they'll be like, see, he's proving our point. And I'm like, no, no, not at all, because what you're describing is something healthy. Now, I don't think men and women are equal in the sense that we contribute the exact same thing. We have the exact same strength. We have, right. you we know, contribute different things. And that's what makes it beautiful is you should be able to embrace the fact that you're both different. Exactly. But, you know, where it becomes problematic is when, you know, there's one of the guys that uh, he has a podcast called Fresh and Fit. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I don't think so. You're you're lucky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> um, but he actually wrote a book 
called Women Deserve Less. That is what the book is called. And I have not read the book. I can't stomach it, uh, right. what I had the points that I um, have read. And the thing that the the point I, I think he's trying to say in some in some ways that yes we're different and no we're not we equal and yes I would agree on that but when you start saying things like we deserve less well now you're talking about equality are you saying that we deserve less food on the dinner table right. are you saying that we deserve more you know like a less less fair treatment are you saying that we get considered le- like those are the things that can shift the relationship from. Uh, hierarchy or leadership, right? These these positive qualities in relationships to a more toxic or unhealthy relationship. So it's important to be able to distinguish, hey, what does healthy leadership look like? And like, what does power and control or somebody leading out of fear and insecurity look like, you know? Well, like you had mentioned, you were saying that, you know, a woman being strong and a woman being feminine, I, when we first met, she said, oh, you know, I said, what are your dreams? She said, I've always wanted to do a fitness competition, mm-hmm. but I never could. And there was a magazine that had Chatty Dunmore. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, but she was a like multiple time world champion and she was a cover model. And so I, like before I ever competed, I wanted to see her fulfill her dreams. So before I ever stepped on stage, even though I'd wanted to compete forever, we had, I searched out a coach. We started getting her into it. I sought out chatty and basically connected them as friends so her her this this idol they actually are still friends to this day i wanted her to go out as a strong woman and see her accomplish her goals i wanted her to go out and do these things you know people could look at that as you want your wife in a bikini and these things is i want my wife to go fulfill her goals and it's a sport and 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 that's a whole probably a whole different topic on its own but I want my wife to be strong and I want her to be my partner. And a strong wife is, I think so many of these people don't understand, when you have a strong woman by your side, that is a fucking superpower. Mm -hmm. And these guys who haven't done it, you know, and the good thing is, is a lot of the entrepreneurs that I'm friends with, nowadays that is more talked about where it wasn't even just a year ago, two years ago, where they're like, look, giving that advice, look, if you don't have a good woman, you should go get a good woman because like that's a big reason why I'm here. And I think years back is these guys couldn't give that credit because that was that was a, a tick off of them. It's like, well, I it's did threatening. This. Right. Like, like I did this. Nobody I, helped me do this. Yes. And I, I think that's where th- we're getting. So I think that's what they really kind of major on. Like these qualities are really beautiful in women. And uh, you're you're like uh, it's frustrating for me because it's like strong women are now being punished or we're being called feminists for uh, being leaders in some ways when nobody's taking a look at what we had to do to do that, right? right. Like, or, you know, it, it, and it's kind of like a, a double-edged sword. I lost my train of thought. I was going well, somewhere but with this. It, even like to your point though, is the women that, that are being even put in that box is these women that are putting up this this big wall. A lot of the time that is because they're jaded from the past experiences sure. like you had mentioned. And so in those situations is like, we're still in the same place where it's this dynamic of, the man didn't step up, so the woman feels the need to step into it. I'm not saying there's never a play, never a time where a woman just is a feminist. There's always these different sure. situations. But I think generally, like all the females that I'm friends with, all of her friends, it's always the same thing. And I'm not a doctor in this, but I'm a person that's around a lot of people and have these conversations. And it's always the same thing. I was the reason I step in here and I don't want to trust this guy is my last six boyfriends didn't do this. And mm-hmm. I don't why would he be different? I know. And look, that's why healing is so important. And look, the responsibility of that is on the woman. Like I always say, it's not responsible for what happens to you, but it's a hundred percent responsible for how you manage it. You know, we're responsible for managing those things. And also like, I, you know, I, I saw this quote the other day that said where it was actually a podcast I was listening to. And this guy was talking about a, a good partner, what he was looking for in a good partner. And he said something that I hadn't heard, but it's kind of piggybacking off of what you're talking about. And he says, I want somebody I can go to war with. 
Yeah, and that's what I say all the time is I always say like, when you go to war, you can, you're gonna go out to war, if you really wanna be successful in life, it might sound like it's like blown out of proportion, but you are going to battle every day because it's a war to get there. Everybody's waking up every day and we're trying, we're trying to get this big thing in life. And when you wake up, you're either going to go out there bare chested or you're going to go out there and your wife is your armor. Your wife is your sword. And when you get back home, your wife goes from your armor and your sword to the one that you that you cry on her shoulder, or that the one that's going to pump you back up and get you back to this place to go back to battle the next day. Yeah. You can go to you can go to battle with nothing or you that, can go look, to battle and, with and those look, tools. And look, when we say go to battle, like the women fight different. Right. Okay. We might not fight with fists, and well, some of them might, but yeah. you know what I yeah. mean. Like, yeah. And catch me on a good day. Yeah, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Depends on what they say, you know. But. <laughs> um, but you know, like I, I think like we have different strengths. Like, um, I will tell you, like women can be great detectives, and they can like I, I my my boyfriend was in a real sus relationship, uh, like business partnership with somebody, and I could read that a mile away. Yeah, yeah. But Women's he was, intuition. I tell play. you, man, and I, but I knew I had to play it real careful. Yeah. Because you he don't was so crazy exactly. Like, well, plus she had more leverage than I did because we were newly dating, and right. so she had the trust there established. Right. And I'm like, I saw this bitch coming a mile away, and I was like, how the fuck do I suss her out? Yeah, yeah. You know. So I had to kind of play Built it up cool. Your case I, file. I did. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I actually presented him when I finally did it because she was stealing money from him. Really? Yeah. And when I finally did, it, and this is why you want somebody you can go to war with yep. okay when i finally did and i presented 22 cases court documents two legal na illegal name changes like all these charges she caught so right you legit did the case file. oh i like i legit okay. i legit did yeah okay. i think all women are like private detectives oh yeah for sure <laughs> this is this is credit to you okay game game right but, now but i'm telling you like i didn't fight with fists or anything like that but i fought with my mind and right. i and i was in tune and like that's having a partner that has your back and i think women have different ways of showing support and love and caring for their partners. Um, and look, I was 100% overstepping boundaries and stuff like that. And some men might say that that was, you know, uh, too dominant or too whatever. But I but, guess was it, you know? I mean, well, at the end of my, the day, it doesn't seem like it was a My partner didn't mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah. The, and, and I think there's two ways guys have to look at it too. Is a lot of the time guys will just look at a female as a supportive role. And that's the, like in, in our situation, she was working working at Mercedes Benz, and I basically said, "I want you to quit and come work with me and do this boot camp at a park." And she's like, "This this seems crazy, but if you really think so, I'll do it." She came out, and basically, I was fulfilling one role as far as per actually training clients or doing sales. She would fulfill whichever role was most needed and do it in a great way, and she would actually deliver. And so, guys, a lot of time are like, "Oh, you know, having a girlfriend or having a wife is, you know, she'll be there to pat me on the back." It's like, no, they actually are capable to do things too. Like my wife is my partner in business, mm -hmm. she asks me, what do we need to do? What's the game plan? I'm like, this is a game plan. She's like, cool, like, here's my input. Where do you think I fit best? I'm like, this is where you'd fit. Now let's work on the game plan for how you're going to execute. See, that, that's so beautiful because even within that, you can see you can see her trust in you and, right. her, and her submission to your leadership. Right. Now, submission is a really triggering word for a lot of women, but that's because I think it's been used inappropriately and I think it has been abused. It has been used as a way to control or Put, keep women under right. the thumb. But I think submission is actually really beautiful when it's done in a healthy way. Like she's coming in and supporting you, but you're also shielding her and protecting her. Right. I think that's how it should be designed. And I think in that example, it shows strength in both ways. She has the strength as a strong, capable woman to say, I don't care what it is. You want me to do sales? You want me to do training? I'm capable to step out and do whatever you need. But I'm also strong enough 
to trust you, which mm -hmm. is something that's hard. So I'm, tr I'm strong enough to step back and let you make that final decision. And I think that there's strength in both of those things. And so I think that's something for the women to look at is sometimes strength does come in that, that role to be able to be strong enough to give that over to somebody Ooh, when it's I scary. I love that. So I love that. I love that you said that. I want to put this caveat on though, because you should not trust everybody. Okay, no, ladies. <laughs> but I'm saying that's why, that's why is it's like, earned. It has to be it, earned. It, it, you sh should, it should. Like you need the, to, you need by to. By the time you do it, he has to prove himself. There you through those actions is that's what we would do is like hey look these are the things i intend to do does he get up I and do that. those things yes. when he wakes up and says i'm going to go do this to get a job did he go do it perfect when, if there it didn't go. work out what was the game plan he's going to work on a better resume did he do i it? love that look a lot of a lot of guys are and women do this too but they engage in a technique called future faking okay where it's just like it's all these promises and 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 they get you hooked or they get women sold on a dream or an idea and so the the woman starts entertaining this uh false narrative and this false relationship but she starts to believe that it's actually occurring that he's actually going to do all of these things and by that time she's so vested in it it's so hard for her to pull right. her her herself out of it so i like what you said about because a lot of women will just see the potential in somebody but they'll never see it to fruition right. because that man is lacking a drive or he lacks perfect a purpose or the will to do it or he's not that into her and had no intention right. doing that anyway right i think that a lot of those things just go back to the same thing is it's it's actions like i say in business relationships anything is it has to be proven through action you can say anything it's great to be optimistic that's awesome mm -hmm. and it is it is great to give opportunity i think that that is good if you do see something in somebody that's beautiful so now that i see that in you what the fuck are you doing with it exactly okay. look not every because look not everybody lives with the, to their potential right they right. might have the potential but do they have the follow-through do they have the motivation like and if they they don't have motivation do they just give up lay down and die or do right. they push through it and then there's also that manipulation oh well you know just because I'm, I'm struggling I'm a little down don't you support me it's like as a man you still have to try. You have to get up and do something. I always would say, look, it might not be perfect. I might not execute, but I'm gonna get up and keep trying. And I think that that's where there should be something in it. If he at least has a plan and he's trying and he's continuously making efforts to move forward, that's at least a really positive sign. Somebody that goes, look, I went to this job interview and it didn't, didn't, didn't go well. Great, now what's your plan for that? I'm gonna I'll talk to my you. friend who nails interviews. I'll cool. tell you, I'll tell you what, when a, when a guy is really into a woman, you can't make him not do that. No, that's, I mean, we laugh about it because I was, I'd never used a computer. I'd never touched a computer. And I told her, I know I'm going to need to use a computer. So she left for work that day. And I told her I'm gonna have to make flyers. She was gone all day and came back and I was still sitting there trying to figure it out. I legit, I'm going to sound like I have a f four IQ, but I couldn't turn the computer on. Mm -hmm. And she came back and I was like, you're kidding. And you've actually been sitting here all day. I was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't give up, but I honestly have no clue how to use this mm -hmm. computer. So she showed me and I sat on YouTube literally hundreds and hundreds of hours. I ended up building our website. I ended up learning how I got bootleg versions of Adobe Photoshop, um, Adobe Premiere. I did our first promo video. I spent hundreds of hours sitting there. So she saw that like this dude couldn't turn a computer on and now he's building a website mm -hmm. and now he's doing these things. And I think those are the ways is you can know nothing, but there's respect and effort. People love to see somebody get up and fucking they do, do something. And, see, and women can respect that, right. right? I think I think that there is a big difference between supporting somebody and being a supportive person and then saving them. See, a lot of people will go one or two ways. They will, like a lot of people are actually pretty supportive, but they feel responsible for the other person's emotional well-being or success. And so they start stepping into a role that that other push person should be doing. Right. So they start doing the work. And this is where you get into that parent-child dynamic right. where it's like now you're doing all the work for them. So it creates no motivation, no need for them to change, no need for them to level up. And most of the, like I've had quite a few friends that have loved this role. And um, 
they it's heavy manipulation it's mm -hmm. rare that rarely that this woman's just like this makes sense the man is very good at being like i'm i thought you loved me and i'm ha i'm struggling to get this business off the ground and now you don't love me because i don't mm -hmm. have money now Nasty. you're this now you're only about money so it, it, a lot of the time is the the woman's there and she's trying to support this guy it's n not a great match she does want to be able to respect him she's supporting the fact that he's supposed to go out and try but he doesn't even want to do that so yeah it, again is it has to be i think the easiest thing to, to indicate this is is it is it all lip work or is is there any effort behind it and if there's action that's the easiest thing to at least tell that there's at least intention in the right direction at mm -hmm. least it's not full manipulation if the guy's actually doing something and you don't have to force him to do it like you said i wanted to be better for her like i always told her the thing i love the best is she never one time our whole relationship ever told me that i needed to make more money she never mm -hmm. told me that she had a requirement mm -hmm. it was always that i wanted more when we were to get married all her friends and everybody said i drug her along because it took like seven years for us to get engaged i said i'm not buying you a ring until i can buy you the ring I want to buy you. She said, I don't even care what the ring looks like. I said, I do. As a man, that's a representation of how much I love you to mm -hmm. me. That's a representation when everyone, when we go out, that's what you mean to me to other people. I want everybody that looks around to know like that's what you mean to me. And even though it doesn't mean that to you, that's what it does to me. So you have to give me time to do that. And when we get married, I want to wake up and you look at me as a man I want to be looked at on the first day of being mm -hmm. married to you. And everybody said he's full, full of shit. This guy's dragging you along. And we ended up, she still insisted on, on getting married a little earlier and she wanted a Costco ring. And so I bought her the ring, but it didn't fit. And so it gave me the opportunity to buy her a bigger ring. And over that period of time, we've upgraded it like three or four times because I told her like, this is still what I told you and I still have the intention to do it. If you wow, care about somebody, so you're cool. going to go Even out and that, do it. Even that many years later, still upgrading the ring. I think yeah. that's incredible. And she never asked for it, but I think that's an important thing too is like, if, if you're a woman and you want more, there is a way to encourage a man, but it can be discouraging to a man if you put those things on him. Like, tell you better me, go make six figures. Tell me a little bit about that, because I agree with you, and I think I like hearing that from a guy's perspective, how that can be. Like, how should a woman... Because... I always say you want to step on branches, but you don't ever want to like go after them. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, is if you're going to tell a guy, look, here's what you're going to go do for me to respect you mm -hmm. or love you. That's already a pretty broken dynamic. Like you're starting off on a pretty bad place. It's like, I'm telling you what you're going to do for me to like you. It's like, uh, that's gonna, like in my, my eyes personally, you're already starting off in a really weird place. My main thing. I think it's weird too, because if you have somebody that's not genuine, then they're just going to mirror that for a little bit and right. string you along. And, and then, you know. And as a female, you should be able to say it in a broad terms. Like, I want you to be ambitious. Like, I, these are the things that I respect. And that genuinely should be the truth, but it should also be enough for him to go do it. Now, he should be able to get a grasp of what that means to you. Like, you guys are going to have conversations of goals and things like that. Like, if you're saying this is where I want to get, he's he can do math. He understands what that costs. Like, is he going to go out and make that mm -hmm. happen? You don't have to be super specific and push him. And if you do, that's a problem. Early in the relationship, I started to get really cold feet because she was so great that I was like, she deserves better. Mm -hmm. Like, so I started really like, I, I, I care... Every day goes by, I care about her and respect her more. And I'm not this man and I want to be this man, but I'm not. And I don't know how long it's going to take. And like, I don't want to see her give up these great opportunities. So I basically tried to scare her away, told her all my past was like, you, you can't be with me. You need to go find somebody better. She listened to my whole tantrum and was like, are you done? And I was like, yeah. And she's <laughs> like, and she was like, okay, cool. I, you're still the one I want to be with. So like, I'm glad that we're done with that now. So can we go to dinner? And I was just like, all how right. did you, how did you take that? Um, I took it as I've always told her is like in that moment, like I had this, this idea of she's so great. She's going to, I'm going to have to let her go. And in that moment I, I made the decision, uh, she made the decision of 
you're either going to step up and be the man that she deserves, mm -hmm. or you're going to continue to not be the man she wow. deserves. And th that doesn't sound like something there you want to really do. There was really like, so. there was really something that you were personally struggling with, with not feeling like you were a match. Yeah, for sure. And I was just not, I mean, I wasn't in a great place in my life. I, I had two felonies. I was a high school dropout. Like I was not the man I wanted to be. I had disappointed myself. All of the promises I'd made, I'd made for myself up to that point in my life, I disappointed myself. So I wasn't, I was still working through being the man that my dad always wanted to be, that I wanted to be. And so now I've met this woman that seems so great and I want to be, I want to be the world for her. But now that it can almost be discouraging because you're like, now am I going to ruin her life? Am I going to, am I going to be something bad for her? And so at that point though, it was like, look, these are your choices. You're going to step up and be the man you think she deserves, or you're going to, you're going to be the man to bring her down. So now step up and do what you need to do. So it just made it even more clear. And I was like, look, I can't, I can't bail on this. And I'm, I'm going to have to continue the path. And so that just was where it was and it stayed that way. That is just that that's so amazing. And I, I like I think that this is really what love looks like. I I think that it's not it's not so rule-based like like they make it seem. Like I think it defies, you know, age. It defy like your relationship really defies a lot of the stats. Also, let me say where red pills getting stats from tender a lot of times. So well, how accurate is yeah. that? Okay, I just thought I'd throw that <laughs> yeah. in there. Um, yeah. But you know, it it really does. Um, there's a, I have we I, like I'm older than my boyfriend as well, seven years. Nice. So same same kind of age gap, and so I can relate to a lot of what you guys are saying as far as um, I never felt weird about it, neither did he. But we've had people say something about it, and it's un it's weird because when you're in the relationship, it's like. I didn't know that that was an issue because right. it's not an issue. Why is it even an issue for anybody else? Yeah, I mean, there's just always social norms. And that's a big thing that I've always told her. Like, I don't ever want to live my life in any way by social norms. I don't mm -hmm. ever want us to make a decision based on what other people think, no matter what it is. The way we got married, we did a destination wedding and I told her, I used to work at a banquet hall and I saw every wedding was horrible except one wedding. They, they ended up having, it got rained out. It was indoor, outdoor, and it got rained out. It was on a golf course. And the two families were like fist fighting and we were supposed to help find the bride and groom and we couldn't find them. So we ended up walking the golf course and we found them dancing to no music by themselves on the golf course. It was like out of a rom romance movie, but they didn't care. They made the day about them. And so I, I made like a promise to myself when I was young, like if I ever get married, the day's not about the cake. It's not about any of this other crap. I see all these people hate their wedding day. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to make it about me. Everybody that shows up, you're here for me. I'm not here to cater to mm -hmm. you. I don't care if you enjoy the day. I don't even care if you have a seat. This is about my wife. This is about her and I coming together. You guys are here to witness that. And I'm going to keep, I'm not going to get caught into these big weddings and trying to impress other people. And mm -hmm. so that is, we had an amazing wedding. It was the best, it got rained out also, but we laughed because we were just on the beach and we, I couldn't well, even finish with, my vows. Like, like a lot of people are so like um, wedding focused instead of relationship or marriage focused. Right. And it's like, you need to be paying way more attention to the person that you've picked rather than what your bouquet looks like, what the weather is going to be, because that's the thing that's going to outlast this moment in right. time. But if you ask them, they're going to tell you why. It's like, this is what is done. You have these, when you have this cake, you have this. It's like, who said? It's always, every time somebody tells me that, I'm like, who said? You keep mm -hmm. telling me like, I'm supposed to know that. Like, but wh where did that rule I, come like, from? Where, like you're very, you have a very strong sense of self and you seem really kind of unbothered by the opinions and perceptions of other people. Like that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Did you ever struggle with that at some point? Yeah. And I think anybody who says that they don't at all is probably lying. Yeah. But I think that it's one of those things that you just make a decision. You're either going to be bothered less and develop, develop those skills to have thicker skin. Um, 
or you're, or you're going to end up living your life by other people's dictations. And like I just told her is like, I feel like my mind goes way outside the norm. Um, even the business, when we did the business, like I said, there was nobody that did that business. So it was like, it really did. Like she got made fun of a lot. People are like, I saw your boyfriend at the park with a pink laundry basket with weights in it. Like it's so goofy. And I had to do a lot of stuff to keep us afloat. I had to hang Christmas mm -hmm. lights and take them down. And she came with me to help me. And we ended up at one of her clients houses that, she, that used to buy a bunch of SLR Mercedes from her. And he was like, this is what mm -hmm. you're doing now. Like, so there were a lot of these moments that were you know, it should be embarrassing, but I was like, I'm doing what needs to be done to do what I know is going to be the good outcome. And that's, that's the, t that's the thing you look for guys. Like it's that right there. It's, it's doing it. It's overcoming your environment. It's doing it in spite of how you feel. And also like a big thing that you overcame and you both overcame was pride. Yeah. That didn't even touch you. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, pride will be the downfall of any relationship. For it sure. will be that right there. But the fact that you were like, fuck it, I'm going to do what I got to do. It doesn't matter. Like your focus was on your family. Right. Like and that's future, what you, yeah, and your future. And that's what you want to pay attention to. It's not like the bag you can get or like, you know what I mean? Like that's the real stuff. That's the stuff that sustains relationships. That's character and character outlasts time. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Yeah. And I think the thing too, is it, you don't have to feel bad if the pride gets in the way for a moment. If you, for a moment feel kind of like this is embarrassing. That's okay. That happens, but it should be a moment and you should, it, your goals should so far surpass that, that that blip on your radar goes away. Mm -hmm. There were moments that I was like, this doesn't feel great. You know, that's, this isn't what I wish I was doing. And I don't like that. I necessarily have to have her here helping me on this day, but I, those things didn't rule in my mind. They didn't maintain any form in my mind. They went out of my mind very quickly. And I got back to the fact that this money we're going to make is going to buy Christmas presents for our family and the business is going to stay afloat. And this is my game plan for the business for the next year. And I know by next year, we're going to be in a better place and I'm going to execute to make sure we're in a better place. And every year it was a little better. And people now, well, how'd you become an overnight success? And I'm like, we had a used car lot in our front yard. I would buy and trade stuff on eBay to buy an old crappy truck to sell another one for 500 bucks. There were so many side hustles and so much stuff that we did to be able to get here. And like you said, is the pride, the pride can be something that will kill you because if you're somebody who's going to live in the now, the pride of selling these used mm -hmm. trucks or the pride of hanging Christmas lights, well, then you're going to look like whatever you look like now, which is a guy who's doing whatever you're doing, which probably isn't great anyways. And that's what you'll be forever. Or you can, for a moment, have your pride dinged and go achieve something greater. And then five years from now, those people look up to you in such a great way that you're the one laughing. Nobody's laughing. There's nobody laughing. At, I don't hang Christmas lights anymore. Mm -hmm. So those people that have that story, guess what the ending is? It isn't that that was my last day. The day that you saw me and laughed at me, you just look like an asshole now because that yeah. day supported my future. I, I think that, you know, I mean, you guys both have a very successful online presence. You must get, I'm sure you get a lot of love, but you must have those people that also like, will, you know, you know, hate on you and, and discourage you and, and those, the, the dream killers, right? Yeah. yeah. It, how do you how do you kind of navigate that and sift through that? Yeah, I have a hard time with that because like one of the biggest issues we've had in our business is I do have a big heart. Like I want to help people. Mm. So, you know, those things did bother me because there were so many people that while we were coming up were like, we want this for you so bad. We want this for you so bad. And I felt so much love and support. We're building our first gym. We had so many issues, but these people cared about us. And then 
all of a sudden, as we're doing better, we're hearing they're saying horrible things. And I'm like, but what, this isn't computing. Like, mm -hmm. why do you why do you feel this way? And, you know, like her and I talked about it. And I'm like, they were OK supporting somebody that was underneath them. That felt good. Like we were like this pet project, like, oh, look at you. You know, this is this is what you're doing. You're, you're working out at the park. And they would always say, what's your real job? And like, you know, to me, it was like such a disrespectful thing to say but it was like that's just how they looked at it like this must be my my fun time and i'm like this is my real job like this is my mm -hmm. business but as soon as we got to a place where all of a sudden they felt like their status was challenged with mine like hey wait a second are people re like respecting him more or thinking that he makes more money than me or that he's doing something that i wanted to do the first time i got my dream car literally like my entire mind shifted i remember i had posted about i'd always wanted a ferrari i ended up getting it and it was like every person that I thought was my friend had horrible things to say. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's one of those things where you do, you do realize who your true friends are. And it's one of those things that you just have to accept. There's nobody that I know that's gone through it that doesn't have that experience. And you just have to know that when you go through that, people love to see you do good, but they don't like to see you do better than them. I agree. I think people that people that give hate, um, it's really a reflection of something they've got going on. It's it's really an outward expression of how they're feeling about their own lack and 100%. their own self-worth. And it's being projected onto you. For sure. It's hard to not engage with stuff like that. And it's hard not to take it personally. And that's your work. But I, I agree. You know, people do this thing called leveling. And that's kind of what you're describing where we have to, we like to be eye to eye with people, right? right? And if we're not eye to eye, we do one of two things. If, if I see, you know, you and you're doing better than I am, well, I'm going to do one of two things. I'm going to bump myself up to where I think you are, right. or I'm going to bump you down to where I see myself. And, right. and that's, that's what unhealthy relationships do. But people that are actually successful... People that are doing well, I don't see them hating on people. <laughs> no. And I always tell people is this, if you talk to anybody who's a real winner, who's built a great company, mm -hmm. who's done great in sports, their mindset was winning before they ever won. Before they had the championship rings, before they had this huge business, they already saw themselves as a winner and they admired winners. Me, when I was young, I'd, I couldn't wait to talk to the guy with a Rolex at, at the bar. I never once was like, look at this douche. Like, hey, bro, what do you do for a living? Mm -hmm. Like, I wanted to learn from those people and I embraced it. I, I looked up to that success. I looked at that as you are somebody who went out and earned that. You did something great. You have an opportunity when you see people that are doing great. You have an opportunity to be motivated by that, be inspired, to network. I mean, nowadays with social media, you can literally message that person and become their friend and learn from them. Mm -hmm. But instead, if you are somebody who chooses to leave a negative comment, you're doomed. You have a loser's mindset. And you're either, I truly believe you're either a winner or a loser far before you win or lose. Mm -hmm. So you have to determine now before that outcome, what is your mindset going to be? Are you going to be the person that wants to learn how to win or that's going to hate on the winners? And winners are only focusing on winning and the losers are focusing on the winners. So you're going to choose which one you're going to be. I love that. You know, every, we all have things that happen um, to us and things that we have to overcome. And the thing is, is that people will do one of two things. They will let their environment tell them how they're going to feel or they will be able to overcome their environment. You've got two options. You can be a victim or you can or you can overcome it. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's you hear that with a lot of the stories is you hear these people that whether they went to prison, whether they had these other these other issues, is that really shows their mindset. They had nothing and they already saw the future and they were determined to go there. But you have other people that are in a far greater position and they cry every day that they're not successful. So I really just I just believe it is mindset. Like we've had these situations where we've talked to people a lot of times and they're like 
how'd you do this? A lot of stuff to us was just common sense. And now I look at it, look back and obviously talking to people, I realize it wasn't, but common sense is not, so not common. that common. Yeah. it's not. <laughs> and so we talk like, we talk about how we always looked at the business was you give it, if the business needs it, that's, that's just a fact. And you do it. That's, there was no other discussion. If the business needs it now, we'll talk to people all the time and they're like, yeah, but I don't want to. I'm like, how is that even an option? Like you just said that this business means everything. And this is how you get your family to the next level. And I just told you what you need to do. And you just said, you don't feel like doing it. How does your feelings matter? Like, and so we would sacrifice anything. There was no limit to the sacrifice that was needed. Mm -hmm. If the business needed it, you did it. And so that's just something that I think is people determine their mindset. Are you going to sacrifice? Are you going to do things for your relationship, for your yeah. business? Or a are you lot, not? Like a lot of people just don't want to be uncomfortable. Right. You know, they like the minute they're, the minute, it, you know, it starts to rain a little bit they're just, they're out. They're looking for an easy way out and everybody's self-medicating nowadays, whether that's, um, whether that's shopping, whether that's drugs or alcohol, whether that's sex, like everybody's just trying to numb themselves from the pain and, and nobody wants to be uncomfortable and nobody wants to be in a situation that, that they can't predict or control the outcome. Yep. For sure. And you see now is it's easy because you go online and there's somebody to tell you this is how you're going to get your spouse so easy. This is how you're going to make a million dollars in two days. There's all these people preaching how easy it is. And everybody wants the fast and easy route, whether it's in the relationship, whether it's in, in, in business. I always talk about how each of those things are the same thing is if you can be successful in your relationship and you translate those same things to business, you can be successful there. They're all the same mindset is like delayed gratification, sacrifice, like these same things in a relationship is the same thing. And same in business, you can't just become wealthy and become successful in business and then coast. The higher you get in business, the harder it gets to even maintain that level. And now mm -hmm. it's 10 times harder to get to the next level. And then you have to do 10 times that level just to maintain it. I, I, I love what you're saying right now. You know, when I was, when I was single and dating and also helping other, and you know, still one of the, one of the suggestions that I tell people to look for is look at their life. Yeah. Like look at the fruits that they're actually producing. Um, like, do they have peace in their life? Okay. Do they make their bed? Yeah. Okay. Are they messy? Do they have good hygiene? Like these things might sound kind of silly, but they're things that you need to pay attention to because how you take care of yourself is a reflection of how you feel about yourself. And that is going to project onto your partner. Like, do you, like, do you have certain character traits? Do you follow through with what you're going yeah, to say? Sure. Do you push the cart, like the shopping cart back? Like, and everybody has these one off. So more often than not, these are the things that you really want to pay attention to and look for is that consistency and these character traits, not these ones off where you're having a bad day, but how do you live your life? Are you on time to work or do you make an excuse because traffic was late and you had a headache? Right, for sure. And like you said too, is like the business part, like saying it's 10x, uh, you know, to get to the next level. I feel like in a relationship, sometimes you're going to be at that 10x point. Your relationship's so good to get to that next level. You have to have really difficult conversations that you don't want to talk, mm. talk about stuff you never wanted to talk about. What would about. that look like? Like if you're at a 10x and like you've got it, like what would the next level even look like? I mean, we've been to so many different points. Like right now mm. we're in a great place and we ended up having in, you know, uh, this kind of like deeper argument blowout like a couple weeks ago where it was like these things that we just didn't talk about ended up getting to a point where it created kind of these problems and it took us several days of talking to be able to start having these conversations like look these are conversations we have to have mm -hmm. and we have to be willing to have those conversations and then we have to be willing to do some of these things that maybe are going to be hard for us mm -hmm. hard time-wise because we're busy some of the stuff was she's like look these are times where you're not listening and i'm like well i think i have a valid excuse because i'm incredibly busy working mm -hmm. and she's like yeah but is it every minute is mm. some of those minutes are you just using that as an excuse because you're busy most of the time so it's like you have to be able to reflect and go yeah you're right like i am busy 
And I think we need to meet in the middle. These hours and this time, you should be worth chasing the same goal. So you shouldn't be discouraging me for focusing on that. But these other times, I could have paid better attention. You know what I like that you guys do in the way that you communicate is the defensiveness is really low. Yeah, well, we have moments, but yeah, well, it every, comes every, back to an open I'm sure everybody has, everybody has moments, but it's your, like, you, you really want to pay attention to how people actually resolve conflict because a lot of people fight and then a lot of people don't make up or they just right. sweep it under the rug and there's no resolution. But it's, it's, it's hard when you're at a disagreement or you might not be on the same page. It's hard to take feedback from your partner because we naturally kind of want to go like this. Yeah. And it's hard to stay open. It's hard to stay vulnerable and it's hard to kind of have that light, you know, shown on you a little bit and being like oh like pointing this out and it's kind of like uh stabbed to the heart yeah and i mean like i was never never open to therapy and years ago we did therapy and that was helpful like we didn't continue on forever but we did it for a period of time and took some really good tools from that um you know like love language stuff just basic stuff like that that i wouldn't have been open to that i think was helpful and that's something in a relationship that i think you have to be willing to do is like i didn't have a good relationship with the ideas of therapy mm. um I had gone to therapy when I was young with my mom and it just wasn't a good situation. It just didn't work out good. My mom ended up thinking the therapist was crazy and it just, it just wasn't good. So I had this kind of like bad feeling of it, but I was willing to do that. And there were other things that she was willing to do too. And like you said, people don't want to be uncomfortable, whether it's in business or a relationship. If you really care, you're going to go out and do what needs to be done. Like mm -hmm. you want to make the million dollars, you want to stay with the person you love, then get up and do it. I think there are certain things that, that, you get to a point where you can't be with that person. If it's, say it's religion, say it's, um, you know, whether you want to have kids, there's certain breaking points. Outside of that, if you love them enough, fix the fucking problem. Mm -hmm. You know, you just be uncomfortable, figure it out and do it. So for us, we get to those points. And then the great thing is I feel like we're the best after, like anytime we go through those uncomfortable situations, we're like more intimate, we're closer, we feel like we have this better connection. But it's hard, it's hard work and people don't want to do is, that sometimes. It is hard. It, it can be hard work, but what you guys have is actual love. That's the foundation. Okay. If you, if you tack on these other things and you don't actually have love, they don't work. Right. right? Like if I have like a couple and let's just say she's only with him for money or whatever, and he's only with her for her beauty. Well, there's a time limit on that. For sure. You know, and he can, they can make changes temporarily, but the sex won't be like it should be because she won't be able to pour into that relationship like she should because she's really not that into him. You know, let's say like he had, you know, and the same thing with her. If he's, if, if he's just only leading like or attracted to her beauty, well, eventually like that's got a, you know, that's a depreciating asset for a lot of women. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a risk there for her and a vulnerability for her that won't make her feel safe in the relationship. So these are these are these are the trades when there isn't actual love. When there's real love, you can make these concessions, you can make these changes, and it will withstand the time. It will withstand these kind of outside influences because what you have is actually, you know, there's there's a verse in the Bible that says, Don't build your house on sand. Yeah, for sure. You know? And I mean, if you know in the beginning you're starting it, like I had said, the way that our relationship started kind of started in a difficult situation. I'm like, I don't want this to be that starting on sand. I want us to know where we're starting and where, mm -hmm. but where we're going. And so, yeah, I feel like for us it's been – you know, like you said, it should be hard, but it shouldn't. And I agree is like some of the stuff is hard because I want to have an amazing relationship. So like when, even when we did the therapy, I'm like, my expectations are up here of myself and her. Like, I don't want to sacrifice at all. I want her to be in every way completely blown away. And if I have to work for that, cool, but I want it on both sides. So like, he's like, well, in relationships, I'm like, no, I'm different. I don't want that. I'll work harder. So like, and so we did. 
But that is the harder because, you know, I think physical attraction matters. I, both of us have to work out to do that. Does that mean if she ended up in a fire, I wouldn't love her? No. But it means if you're physically capable, you should do that for your partner because you want them to have the best version of you. I, look, I agree. You know, I, I love that you actually, this is such a taboo topic because a lot of women kind of get their feathers ruffled when we talk about this this stuff. But it's it's true. Like, you know, when, let's just say like, you know, you see a lot of those like divorce parties nowadays, right? Yep. And it's like Stella got her groove back. It's like, why didn't Stella keep her groove? Right. We were you just know? talking about this. <laughs> you know, and it, and it's just like, and I and we're not like, ex, you know, it re, like manage your expectations, but it's just like, why wouldn't you want to pour into your partner in that way? Because I I do think that yes, attraction is super important. Now that doesn't mean you got to have a certain like look or whatever, but you should be attracted to your partner. That's a that's a must. That's the only thing that makes a romantic relationship different than any other relationship right. is that. So it's really important that right. you maintain that you maintain that and pour into that. Not only not only is that good for you to feel good about yourself, but it makes your it makes your partner feel good as well. It's a way that you're ministering and adding value to the relationship. Also, when you do that, it's a, it puts protection in place from things to happen outside of the relationship. Yeah. Well, I think like we were talking about it, I was saying people will get in a breakup and I'll be like, what did, what did you do after a breakup? And they're like, oh, I went to the gym. Mm -hmm. I started getting my hair done again. I did yeah. my nails. I said, why didn't you keep doing your nails? Yeah. I said, that might not have been the only reason that your relationship didn't work, but I'll tell you, it probably wouldn't have hurt. It probably would have helped if these are things that make you feel better. They always say, I started seeing my friends again because I lost my sense of identity. Why didn't you see your friends when you're yeah. in a relationship? Take from those moments and, and take that as a sign. Now, if you're currently in a relationship and you want to make it better, Think about all the things you did in your last breakups and add them to this relationship and see how much better it makes the relationship you're in now. It very well could prevent you from losing this relationship like you did the other ones because you do see that same pattern. With the gyms we own, we see these same clients every breakup come back. And I'm like, mm. dog, like you're, it's not clicking for you. Okay, I'm not, I don't got the relationship to tell you, but it's like, I mean, it's crazy that I keep seeing you do the same thing. Why do you keep doing that? So, and a lot of it isn't even the physical for the other person, it could be for them. That mm -hmm. person starts to feel different when they don't look the same way. I've seen that as well. Yeah. Like I've, I've seen men and women not be, want to be intimate because they're not happy for with sure. themselves. And like, I think there's a point in a relationship where the, you should always give what you can. If somebody gets in a car accident and can't work out and gain weight and you've been with them for a period of time and you truly love them, I personally don't think it's acceptable to leave them. There's other people that say, hey, if I'm not attracted anymore, I'm going to leave. I don't think that's true love. If she were to get, you know, be badly burned, I still love her. I'm going to be with her forever. The point, though, is if she's capable of doing these things, she should. We are here to give the best version of ourselves. If I get to a point where the best version of me is heavier because I have an issue, I would expect her to love me. That's I can't I like, help that. I like the way that you framed that um, because I think a lot of people can take what we're talking about and take it to the extreme. But the framework that you put around that was really good. Just being the best version of yourself. Like you're not always going to have the best days, right? But maybe that was great for today. Right. Or even the best periods. I've had mm -hmm. periods of time where I was 50 pounds overweight. I just, I couldn't, I was doing my best and my best was that. The business took too much of me and I couldn't focus on myself. And and that balancing, as I think as you raise in life and you try to juggle excellence in multiple areas of life, it just becomes really challenging. And you're gonna have moments or periods of your life that you aren't good in certain areas because it's a real challenge to develop in a way to understand how to spread yourself and develop yourself to be able to be excellent in multiple areas. And so there were times where I was like really thin mentally 
to be able to do anything. And I just knew I didn't have the ability to go work out or do these things. And she understood that. Like, I don't expect this forever, but I understand we're at this point where we're growing in our business, we're growing in our lives. And so I think that there should be grace in that and mm -hmm. you should be able to see that. But at the same time, you should expect that person to continue to work on it and get back to being excellent because that's what we want for each other and for I, ourselves. I, I, I agree. You know, when, when the foundation is love, you want to be better. Right. You really do. Like that's the thing that just misses so much. Like when there's complacency a lot of times or, you know, these other things, you have to kind of assess the foundation and what you're building on too. Right. You know, so I, I love that. I love that perspective and I love that spin on it. Well, we're kind of at, at time, Larry, but I wanted to, I wanted to kind of say, you know, do you have any final, final thoughts, piece of advice, anything you want to like leave our viewers with? I mean, the main part that we kind of hit on was masculinity. And I think that it's just, I think the overall idea is that's going to look different for different people, but it's kind of living life on your own terms. But I think that it's, and if that looks like you're going to have moments where you have, where you share emotion with your partner, that's okay mm -hmm. too. Um, the, the, as far as the work roles go, there's some guys that are masculine and they still take care of the kids. Like those things look different than maybe the Clint Eastwood version of masculinity. But I think that they should still look at the fact that you should still be aspiring to be a version of masculine for your family and for, for your spouse. And I think that it does go a long way if you can find what that version looks like to be a leader for your family. Whatever leader and protector looks like to you, I think that it goes a long way and I think it's only going to make, make a relationship and a family better. I agree. And I, I appreciate your thoughts on masculinity. I think a lot of people misinterpret, you know, masculinity as aggression. And you gave some really wonderful examples on different ways to look at leadership and masculinity and just, you know, just gender roles. So I appreciate your feedback very much. Nadia, thank you for being here too. Um, uh, Larry, tell everybody where they can find you. Um, yeah. Hardcore fitness bootcamp.com has all of our locations for that. Um, we have HN SUPS for our supplements, and then we have Bulletproof Fitness Equipment. So those would be like the three three major ones. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here, guys. Yes, Until awesome. next time.